0: So y'all know me. Um I'm pretty sure you're going to see it on the thumbnail. It's titled How to Love a Human Design Generator. I've been encouraging you over the last 12 hours or so to check out what your human design type is. There are four types and a myriad of hybrids. So the four types are um generator, reflector, manifestor, and projector, I found out today that I am a generator type, and um, <clears throat> as I'm falling asleep and going into the quote-unquote New Year, which coincidentally, y'all, the religion that I'm in, if we were to celebrate New Year's the you know quote-unquote pagan way, um, we start the new day from sunset to sunset, and so. Um, with sunset, we would have already brought in the new year. Um, but a part of me kind of waffles between sunset to sunset and, um, 12 midnight. Okay. But, um, you're welcome to listen alongside me. If you are a generator, then Hey, you will benefit from this. If you are a hybrid, then some of this will resonate with you too so let me i have a feeling for the most part let me hit the like button here um i'm just going to listen to what she has to say but this is how you um love me because i just want to love you
1: sandy freshie here thanks for tuning into this video today's topic is how to love hmm. the generator energy type in your life so if you have a partner who's a generator or a child who's...
0: or your oracle on anchor is a generator
1: Generator or anyone close to you who's a generator energy type this video is for you Also, if you are close to a manifesting generator This video is kind of the groundwork for the next video that I will be making about how to love manifesting generators Hmm. if you are one of those energy types uh, tune into this video as well because you may get some insights about how you need to be loved, or what makes you feel loved.
0: And so um, just so you can get a little familiar with the language, the other hybrid that she's referring to is the manifesting generator. So that's a combination of two. Um, And if you got a chance to listen to Mina, it's interesting. That kind of stuff is so, it tickles my mind because she talked about the transition from manifestors to generators to projectors and reflectors and it's like um, that that has to be an interesting archetype all right let's go
1: so number one don't expect your generator to initiate actions
0: now oh we facts especially when it comes to um back in the days i'm i'm leaving dating alone which coincidentally i'm gonna say it here too uh, one of the things Mina said in the last podcast, in the last video too, is uh, according to the human design um, philosophy, it can take you seven years to kind of like decondition, recondition, rehab yourself. So I kind of like that. I, I really do like that. I I think it kind of um, explains how even my dating life has kind of played out too. But even through my life stages, giving time to decompress. I think with the pandemic, um, I have two years under my belt, much needed time to reflect, reset. Also, right, overlapping with just coming out of a relationship. And so what if I allowed myself to take that seven years to just, right? But um, as she says here, uh because we started talking about relationships um and and I don't necessarily want to jump into another boyfriend girlfriend companionship relationship but that's true in the past and I've talked about this before too I talked about how most of the guys I dated were older so I expected them to initiate things I expected them to be the leader in the relationship I expected them to set the 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 pace right
1: Now, when we're looking specifically at your design and and your partner's design or your child's design or your friend's design, there are all kinds of little nuances in there that are beyond the scope of this particular video. But in general, when we're just purely looking at the generator, generators are not designed to initiate. They need something tangible to respond to with their gut response. Mm And when you're expecting your generator to just get up and do it, to, to just make it happen, most likely it's not going to happen unless they have something to respond to. So Uh, There's a give-and-take in relationships and sometimes there if there are two generators in a relationship You're doing the response thing back and forth (laughs) and there are uh, Specific ways that you can kind of practice this which is again beyond the scope of this particular video But when you just take the pressure off and allow them to find their way through their own gut intuitive knowing their gut response, their sacral response, as it's known in traditional human design, you are giving them space to truly be themselves, to truly move in the direction that is uh, best for them. And if you're in relationship with them and there's that groundwork of trust and connection, then it's probably going to be a direction that's good for you as well.
0: And this is so nice, y'all. It kind of makes me just kind of sentimental. Yeah, just wanted to be loved for who I am. Um, And here's an interesting thing, too. 70, 70% of the population is like this. A lot of us just want to be loved for who we are. And I think also um, this is important because... In the last podcast, we were talking a little bit about how we give and receive unsolicited advice. And if you're giving unsolicited advice, I'm going to go out on a limb here and make it sound like, you know, sometimes it can feel like you're judging us and you're not accepting us and you want us to change. And and that's a that's a fine line to kind of walk a little bit. And I think this, even after today, I'm learning, <clears throat> even when I reflect back on conversations with my parents, of course, parenting and 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 or anyone else in my life, if they say corrective things, sometimes it can feel kinda like, I just want you to love me for who I am. I'm like the tallest, Amazonianest, most cutest you know, cuddly, um holy, um, pure, untainted, you know, scorpionic, um girl or lady you'll ever meet out there. Like, I just want you to love me and see me for me. Flaws and all, flaws and all, right? Um, So those are just my thoughts too.
1: Although we don't have control over that ultimately, but you kind of get my drift there. So don't expect them to initiate actions. Wait for them to respond. Number two. Ask them specific questions so that they have something to respond to. Now, generators who are adults, a lot of times have had a history of not being asked what they want Mm -hmm. or being asked what they want in a way where they can't really um, respond to it and Mm. know what it is. So to shortcut this process, If you get into the habit of just asking your generator what they want in yes and no questions rather than the the typical open-ended questions that we tend to go into when we're exploring possibilities and brainstorming, which has its Mm -hmm. place. But in terms of having that connection with the the true expression Mm -hmm. of that one that you love, ask them yes and no questions.
0: Now, this is deep, and here is, you know, why I love being your oracle and how I piece together information that I am aggregating, right? Um, just finished this into Tamina. I gather that part of this philosophy, you know, um, does talk about you being able to ask a person and follow your gut, which is that sacral Right, your gut feeling of yes and no—another word for intuitive, right? <clears throat> but the ascended version to this, because um, Sandy she recorded this two years ago. Um, Mina recorded her um, her, I guess, introductory conversations to Human Design. I wouldn't know that they're introductory um, conversations, because um, I I saw that she did something about two years ago. For the projector um, prototype, but um, what Mina was saying is, you don't want him to say yes or no as much as you want him to say mm hmm or mm hmm. And it's so interesting because when we are children, you know, and and sometimes that um, uh, when my when I'm asking my niece stuff, she'll go huh, uh huh, uh uh. And it's like, this little girl, we taught you to say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, no. But it's so interesting. I can't wait to do the the human design with her too to get a little bit more in-depth understanding and find out, you know, where she is with stuff. But it, it makes you almost wonder, like, you know, when we're talking about living in a world where even as a generator myself... It can sound like we can find ourselves to move away from our natural or is it primordial from our natural primitive 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 to move away from our um, primitive wouldn't be the word though primitive would mean kind of like prehistoric or just um, lower functioning. But our natural um, response and I talked about how when we're kids will go uh-huh or uh-uh. And that allows you to really pay attention to how you're, you're feeling, you know, in your gut, which coincidentally y'all, um, I am working on my health. I am going to share a lot of information with you, um, as I'm going through the process in about five or six weeks, it's a five, it's a five week, five to six week process. And I'm going to start it in maybe in a week or two, but I've already learned so much about my health and my body. But, um, they, they say that your gut is like your, your, it's, it's part of your brain function, right? And there's interesting correlations and studies to that. And and you want to make sure you have a healthy gut, healthy mind, healthy heart. So yeah, let me just keep playing this. But yeah, that what she's talking about, the yes and the no. Yes. You want to ask that person yes and no questions, like she said. But if you're able to kind of, you know, this is great if you have children Um, and you have to help them understand that if adults are asking them, you know, it kind of sucks a little bit because not a lot of adults are going to, you know, the generator generation can feel like we have rules and we have traditions and we are refined and we are... um we were raised well so you say yes and you say no and and so if your child is dealing with adults and they say uh-huh, uh uh-uh, uh it can come across as rude so they kind of have to be aware of how they're coming across to adults and learn how to kind of go mm you know i, I don't know kind of work through it and mm mm-mm, and then say yes or mm mm no Um, and that type of thing, but let's keep going. So
1: let's make this concrete and talk about when you have a generator child, you know, you don't want to ask them, what do you want for dinner? Because you're not going to get a response (laughs) and they're going to continue to engage in whatever they're playing with, because that's the tangible thing they're responding to. If you give them a choice, you know, that's a, a great thing with parenting is to give children choices. But in this case, you're you're giving them something to respond to. So Ooh. if you give them a choice of, Ooh. do you want macaroni and cheese and leave it at that, you will probably get an uh-huh or an uh-uh response. Or if you have a generator partner who's already an adult, and hopefully they're tuned in and tapped into their sacral response, you can do the same thing. You can ask them, do you want to go and see this movie? Say what the movie is, if you want to get really specific, and let them respond to that.
0: You know what, y'all? I'm going to go out on a limb here, but, um, and y'all already know how I feel about most of the comedy by cat williams i probably could do a teeny tiny mini series on how in depth some of the things he said he says and i think it really goes over people's head heads because he's talking about human behavior but I'm going to kind of unpack something that immediately came to my mind when she was talking about that. Cat Williams has a joke where, and, and it kind of sucks a little bit too, because Shaq actually bought some of his, um of Cat Williams, I if I'm not mistaken, if you go to like Shaq comedy, he, it looks like he owns some of the rights to, um, Cat Williams earlier stuff this is not this is not um legalese or it's not founded but I noticed under Sh- shack comedy um Cat Williams's stuff is there and and it actually um, a lot of, you know, I used to listen to his stuff before I would fall asleep. It's part of, sometimes I, I have to have soothing or background. I wouldn't say noise, but so I know a lot of his jokes, like by the back of my hand, this is for years, 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 years. I've been, if I said 10 years, I probably wouldn't be lying. I could probably say 15 years. Right. But, and, and so with that being said, this joke, got pulled. And when I say it's funny, I mean that I want you to understand it for what it was and not so much that it could come across as it was making fun of the child, okay? But um, remember that there are four types, right? There is the projector, the generator, the reflector, and the manifester. And Kat Williams talks about the joke with, with the baby, I think it was Sharif, Shaq's youngest son, um, he said he would ask him these yes and no questions. And knowing the way that Kat's mind is, he probably understood human design back then. And what made it so funny, and I think most parents will probably identify with this too. I've done it with my niece, is what was so unique is that when he would ask the son, he's like, do you want um, rice? Or beans, and he noticed that the 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 baby because I think he said the baby was only it could have been only two, or he was on the age of four. It's either two or four, but he was on the younger side, and he said he noticed that the Sharif would say, um. So if you ask him, do you want rice or beans, he'd be like, ugh, rice. And he's like, "Do you want ice cream or waffles?" And he'd say, "Ooh, waffles, right?" But what was happening there is, um, in my opinion, it's an example of a reflector. I wouldn't be surprised if if that, and it's a very rare type, right? Um, meaning that he's going to go off of the last emotion. He's not picking based off of his personality and his preferences, the rest, the way that the rest of us would, right? He's reflecting the last thing that you said. And I think he ended the joke with, do you want a spanking or a whooping? And he said, whooping, right? Um, type of a thing, but that that's kind of how, you know, it'd be interesting you you can run the natal chart on your child the same way you can the human design you need the same stuff you need the um first and last name date of birth um location and time and it will tell you if if your son or daughter is any one of those prototypes but i hope that that kind of made sense to me that's giving it took me immediately to when he was asking those ch- those children that he doesn't outright tell you why he does certain things but it kind of um in my opinion speaks to that and that's my virgo rising to his virgo son um understanding of how he does stuff have... i'll give you other examples of of breakdowns of some things that he said that i think kind of went over people's head a little bit but again maybe that could be me kind of um You know being the Candace Owens to to Kanye type of a thing so let's finish playing this play
1: now sometimes if they have an emotional authority it may take a little time but this is actually a great source of frustration in a relationship with a generator because a lot of times generators can't articulate what they want unless there's something to respond to something specific one single thing, not a whole buffet of things. And if you've gotten that response from the generator in your life or no response from the generator in your life and you've asked them what they want, it's probably because they don't know because they haven't had that tangible thing to respond.
0: And that is so funny. Like the last relationship I was in, I couldn't tell you how many countless times and it's low key like, it's funny. I I I la- I could laugh about it before, and I can laugh about it now too. But it's even funnier now, understanding my communication style, and I think the best that he knew how to, especially in my last relationship, my 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 the boyfriend before him, he was authoritative, authoritative, and I actually didn't mind it. Um, but with that being said, he was really good at kind of seeing what i liked and he's like oh she likes this i'm gonna get her this and i'm like oh okay now that being said um the one the one before this one he i i told you one of my favorite dates he picked me up and he's like where do you want to go so i mean he took me to this one place but they had like all kinds of different restaurants like um and it was kind of like a, a on the a little bit on the upscale side really fun lots of people just having good clean fun and nothing seedy or anything like that and on the fancy side and stuff like that and so that was fun he gave me three options though I remember one of them was a um it was kind of like a I can still see it I can still see it it was kind of like a um. I want to see a soup shop, but let's just say I thought it was kind of boring, which is funny because I have a feeling he thought I would have gravitated to that one because I I was like, I'm more of a shy girl. And then I don't remember what the third one was, but it was across the street and I just didn't want to cross the street. And then next to it, there was kind of like a a place where they cook the food in front of you and there's like fire and flames and then like a grill and The music was playing really high and upbeat and a lot of energy. So that's the one we chose. Had an amazing time. And then the other one. So there was that choice option. I remember sometimes he'd be like, do you want this or this? And I'd be like overwhelmed. Like, I don't know. And it's like, here, try this. And then the only way it would work is kind of like he would just hand it to me. Like, here, take this and this. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm happy. And then I'm good. And then I'm going to bust my business but, hey, it just is what it is. Um, it just, it, you know. Um, I have to think about how that unfolds. Now, that being said, I can't tell right off the rip if my niece is a generator. Um, I think I would have to do some homework and... Um, Maybe what I could do is, um, this is where your commentary would be really great because if majority of you said your projectors or manifestors or reflectors, then I could kind of follow that kind of sequence um, because then we can learn how to engage with each other. And I really love that she's giving tips on how to also do this with children too. And it would be cool if more teachers understood this as well. But y'all, okay, let's try to knock out. She has four more minutes of this video. And when I promise you, I don't know if you can hear the fireworks in the background, but I'm so sleepy. I'm going to finish playing this. If I might just upload this in the morning or when I wake up around three. So let's go
1: onto that one tangible thing that helps them to weed out and get closer to what they really want. So get in the habit of asking yes and no questions. (laughs) Do you want to take out the garbage right now? That's a great one. Mm. And if they don't want to, let them say, "Uh uh-uh.
0: That's interesting. And she actually said the uh uh-uh part, which I think is fundamental for you to take that part away, right? For you to, to have that as a takeaway. Um, so I was thinking yes and no in terms of like the joke I gave you with the Cat Williams one where it's kind of like, do you want rice or beans? What she's saying is, do you want rice? Yes or no. Right. So kind of keep it as simple as possible. Which would make sense because if I'm given like too many options, I'm just kind of like, ah. You know but if you say do you want this yes do you want that no right
1: and then you can go from there right and that will clear up a lot of this second guessing or i don't know if they heard me they never listened to me all of those little stories that go on in your head when there's this this lag time of uh them not being able to tell you what it is that they truly want what it is this truly um, that they're responding to. So uh, number one, don't expect them to initiate. Number two, ask them very specifically in yes and no questions what they want and let them respond, respect that response, that's 2A. Mm. And number three, recognize that work stress is life stress for the generator. Mm. So a lot of times, Generators will be experiencing stress through their work that may feel like stress in your relationship because generators are naturally hardwired to uh, be focused upon their work. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now, this is a nuance, I guess, that you wanna pay attention to. So sometimes it's not really personal, when they're feeling frustrated, it may have something to do with the quality of their work, their satisfaction in their work, because this is a lot of the theme of what generators are about. So allow them that space to kind of work out their work stress. Recognize, first of all, that their frustration could be stemming from work stress and not personal relationship stress. And this is a good place, again, to go back and ask them specifically, are you having work stress? Hmm. Is there something you're frustrated about in our relationship? Those are great, great clarifying questions for generators that will really help you to forge a deeper bond. Hmm. And if you give them that space to kind of work it out, to find their way through their own response, rather than to expect them to just quit their job and find another one and whatever else you think they need to do or they think they need to do. Then this is going to allow for less stress in the connection between the two of you and for more flow and ease and satisfaction in their lives. So don't expect them to initiate. Ask them specific yes and no questions. Let them respond and recognize a lot of times that their frustration may have to do with work stress and not the stress in the relationship. And you can go back to yes and no questions to clarify that. So if you have a generator in your life, I'd love to know what your experiences are. And if you are a generator, please leave your comments to let us know how you experience your relationships, what your frustrations are, And enlighten us to your experience about how you feel that you need to be loved. So thanks for tuning in. And until the next time, be well.
0: Okay, so it's going to commercial. I'll read a couple comments and then I'm going to roll over and go to sleep. Um... This person says it's very difficult having a bond with a generator, especially when you're a projector. Um, you will constantly lose your energy. <laughs> Generators never want to be told what to do. I think that's the opposite of what she said, though, right? But I think people in general don't like to be told what to do. No one really truthfully likes unsolicited advice. And projectors from what i understand you know they they have a an eight um gift for um troubleshooting and so um it can come across as kind of you know you wanting to tell them what to do also I want to I want to say I almost wonder if this person is a, a manifestor cuz manifestors tend to, to gravitate towards generators because they understand that generators produce work and results and it's um she, uh Mina was talking a little bit about how the um manifestors enslaved the generators the manifestors were like the the um, masterminds, and they figured out, hey, these people, we can put them to work. They have energy, they have muscle mass, they um, can be the energizer bunny part of stuff, so let's put them to work, right? So that's, that's an interesting dynamic. I, it doesn't even sound like they're trying to be out, accountable for what that is. And what's so interesting is they're missing the human component. You're dealing with a human being, right? No one, regardless if you're a reflector or um, generator or projector or reflector, likes to be told what to do. It says they only want to do what's on their mind. And you're big mad because you want to tell them what to do, (laughs) right? And, and... It says here, I had such issues with generators that surround me. I had to keep a distance with most of them just to be stay sane. But when you eventually get a generator that listens to you, trust me, you all can move the world. Funny but true. Oh my gosh. Hmm. Huh. Oh, this is interesting. This one says, how does being a generator play with the whole masculine, feminine energy? As a woman, I want my man to lead since he's a generator. Should I never expect him to lead? My boyfriend is a generator. I'm a projector. I'm supposed to wait for the invitation. What then? And um, Mina talks about that because she's a projector and her husband is a generator. And, um... At the end of the day, if as long as both of you are okay with like navigating to the energy, I don't know. I just feel like going into 2023, it's like, I don't want stuff that's just going to drain me. Like, listen, what if you get to be you and I get to be me and I don't have to, you can't make me do anything I don't want to. I'm not going to make you do anything you want to. And if you still, but Hey, that's generator language, right? Love me for me. <laughs> that is completely generator language. So it says here, this is her response, Sandy's response. Assuming that you both entered into the relationship correctly, your generator boyfriend responded to you and invited. Once you've been invited, you don't need to be invited again. Oh, that's kind of cute. I can agree to that too, right? To me, if like I let you into my space, that should count for a lie. And I've talked about this too, for those of you who've been with me for a while the way I've approached dating is very much kind of like, okay, I screen out everybody else. And my assumption is if I, and you know, we invite each other into each other's space and I keep you there, then you're good. I don't have to keep re-inviting you every day, every week, every month. But, um, you know, I, I'm not saying that's the answer or that's correct. That's just my interpretation. Let's um continue to unpack this. I don't know if you can hear the fireworks. What time is it? Oh, it's 12 03. It's past midnight, y'all. So we are into 2023. So this would be officially, I guess, my first podcast for um 2023. Um, how to love me as your <laughs> as your um generator oracle. Until the next one, y'all. Bye.